The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about all things Hollywood today. I am on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. G'day, Paul. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah. Is what 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 is there really to talk about in Hollywood these days? Yeah, that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about. What's a nice word for it? A total and complete fuck-up. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society, and Free MMA. We swear because we care. We're good people, I swear. Yes, obviously. But as you were saying, uh, the thing that we're talking about is that there's nothing, there's hardly anything going on in Hollywood right now. Really so little. Mm. So I, I know few few people that I know have gone back to work. It mm. is such a bad idea. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're making everybody uh, like I know this one lady. She had a uh, she was like panicking about how how long does it take to get a COVID test uh, because they need me in this city in two days, or she's going to miss it on the job. Oh dear. Uh, apparently it, they were able to do it and so they are testing everybody every crew member before they go, up on, go on the set and then they then apparently y'all got to sign a waiver so if you catch it ain't their fault which eh. I know a few people that are doing that the smartest thing that people are doing really though is uh making sure that they are getting a secondary line on the internet and I know you have new episodes of The Militant Moderate. Uh, very shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adrian's still uh, editing it. Uh, yeah, I know. I kind of like sat on that one for uh, ooh, uh, about two years. A little years bit. A little bit. A little bit. You're good. You're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. No one knows. Mm-hmm. No one knows. It's good. I find the whole thing really bizarre, kind of the way it's gone. I'm really surprised the whole mask thing has been politicized. That is very weird to me. Uh, I'm surprised that half of the things that are politicized these days, it's almost as if the people are looking for a fight. Hmm. You think? I don't even think it's a matter of people looking for a fight. I think the fact that we're politicizing some of this stuff, like mask wearing, is showing a new level of ignorance. But I did figure out how to deal with people, and I thought it was very clever. Hmm. Um, so the way I've, I've started dealing with it now is whenever I hear it from people, they're like, oh, well, this is going on, or this is going on, or this is going on. I'm like, that makes total sense. Well, the government's doing this. And I started just saying, 
what if it's the Russians? What if the Russians are putting out uh, information so that you don't wear masks to kill off the population? What if the Russians are trying to get, Amer- get Americans not to vaccinate so they um, so so to weaken the population? And believe it or not, going with ridiculous conspiracy theories seems to be working better. No, I mean, uh, about half the country thought that they uh, meaningfully meddled in our election in 2016. So, yeah, no, no. I see. Hang on. I absolutely do think they meddled in the election. Here's the thing. Uh, Whether or not it made any damn difference is the point. The meddling is what concerns me, not that it made a difference. And they've meddled in many, many, many elections. So has China. That's part of the reason they want to get rid of um, Kim on brain. Uh, it's part of the reason they want to get rid of uh, TikTok. Because TikTok's uh, collecting data. And I'm kind of like, you're right, that's terrible. Unlike Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But it's a foreign country that has been rather hostile to our most... I I agree, but we've allowed other foreign countries to collect data. So I'm not disagreeing with uh, it being a problem. I'm just saying people treating it like they're surprised is what really shocked the snot out of me. Yeah. It's just the, uh, I know the Trump administration is uh, toying with the idea of banning it. Uh, Other countries have banned it, so we wouldn't be the first ones. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see some... A little bit more evidence as to whether or not before we just start throw something out. Well, I think it comes down to people willy nilly banning media is a real problem, and I am not happy that the whole net neutrality thing went down the drain. Um, it's it's a pretty serious problem for me. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I but you know, I still don't think that the Russians meddled in any in anything really meaningful back in 2006. It's, it's not a, It's not about meaningful. It's about them doing it. I don't think it made any massive amount of difference. I don't think it made much of a difference at all. But I think the fact that they did means that they're figuring out how. And the fact that they're using Facebook. I mean, I talk to people all the time who are like, I read this, read this article. I look at the article. I'm like, that's Facebook BS. Yeah, but I mean, they... Basically, they did find that they spent about, a, I guess, the Russians spent about $180,000 on Facebook ads, mm-hmm. but they had to go back to 2008 and stop in 2016 in order to get that number. So hardly any of it happened within and the... It's, uh, but again, it, Trump, you're, you're splitting hairs over whether or not it made a difference. I don't think it made a difference. Mm-hmm. That, to me, isn't the point. It's still a foreign power meddling is a problem. Because it may not have worked, but what happens when it does? Right. It's so not. It's, TikTok? No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking I'm, about, um, I, I think what needs to happen in cases like that is there needs to be some realistic regulation. Now, I am huge into... Um, not regulating the internet as far as uh, corporate sales go. On the flip side, I think there needs to be regulation as far as the conspiracy theory nonsense. I think that really needs to be, really, really needs to be done. Like I've had arguments with people on the internet and this one drives me nuts. With the, uh, the moon landing was faked, dude. 
lasers in the 60s, white lasers, because I'm, I'm talking like, how do they do it? White lasers and Francis Ford Coppola and this and that. I'm like, you're talking about the uh, 60s, man. It would have been I easier keep- to send a man to the moon than to do that in the 60s. Yeah, and I was, I keep hearing Stanley Kubrick, and I don't, if he would have shot the moon landing, I don't think it ever would have got, gotten it in on time. It's been too many takes. Yeah, it's true, too. <laughs> but it's the, the, some of the stuff they come up with. I'm just like, really? Come on, guys. Well, they're like, well, they used white lasers to cause the reflection, and it's kind of to cause this, that, and the other. And I'm like, do you know white lasers, like red lasers existed in the 60s, but do you know what would have actually taken to get white lasers like that? The amount of money, the amount of power needed, what would have happened, the technology didn't exist. To shoot something like that with white lasers, again, it would have been easy to send a man to the moon. So, I don't know. It's the conspiracy theories online are driving me nuts. It's like stupid has found an echo chamber. Well, yeah, that that uh, the internet is that is that echo chamber. I, I find a lot more stupidity than I have any. Uh, well, okay, there's a lot of emotions going on on the internet too. The emotions I can deal with. Like, okay, cool. You hate Trump, you think he's the devil. Okay, you hate Obama, you think he's the devil. Cool, I don't care. My only, I, I have my biggest issue with Trump, and this is where, what it comes down to, is when you undermine the free press in any country, you have a very serious problem. Because what ends up happening is you destroy that press. And I'm tired of hearing everything he doesn't like being called fake news. Bush, and I'm going to use Bush, and I know people don't love him, but he was absolutely raked over the coals by the media, and he put up with it and showed up at the damn correspondence dinner and made fun of himself. There's something horrifying to me about a, a, a president treating the media the way that Trump does. If you want to learn how to take the criticism from the media, him that way, so I'm, I'm, they've treated all uh, presidents like that. Really no, are. no, no. They really this this is this is something that I've watched the time. They will lie. They will simply make things up. Even look at what CNN did with uh, him just feeding some koi fish. I get. I, here's where I'm caught. I'm not saying there shouldn't be on honesty and integrity in media, but as long as the president is doing what he's doing, you're not gonna the, you're not gonna be able to have a free and open press. And that to me. I could give a shit about the media right now. What I'm worried mm. about is the president is the precedent being set. When Bush and they lied about Bush, and again, I don't like Bush, but I'm using his him as an example because I mean everything that man said. Like, what was it? He would say something dumb, like women, like our humans and fish can coexist peacefully. He was trying to talk about overfishing. It was a gaffe. It ruled the media for quite a while. And they raked him over the coals. They, I mean, he was absolutely tortured by the media, but he didn't go after the press. And to me, I think that is a problem. The one thing in entertainment, the only good thing I think that genuinely comes out of entertainment besides entertainment is an open and free media. I think Fox, I don't agree with a lot of what they say, but, you know, I, I will fight for their right to say it. We don't, we don't have an open free media. We haven't had for a while that, that, that our media was bought and sold by uh, corporations and the military industrial complex. And that's my problem. And Trump doing Trump's what he's actually doing. actually going against them and going against the military industrial uh, complex. Bullshit. Bullshit. He praises mm-hmm. anyone that praises him. 
if he was actually taking on the media, not because he's a narcissistic dirtbag, but because he was mm-hmm. like, no, we're doing an actual free press and we're not having corporations buy it out, I would 100% support it. But That's anyone that lies... got to break him up now. Uh, anyone that FTC. lies for him, he backs. Anyone that praises him, he backs. This isn't new. He did it when he was in film and television. It's just how he handles things. And that's, and that's fine. My problem is people not understanding that. If we took Trump out of the equation, if it was Obama right now saying you can't trust the media, I'd lose my shit. I don't care who says it. If you want to break up corporate... Obama on a regular basis. If you want to break up, Fox was against Obama all the time. You're, That's so one. you're splitting you're splitting one positive thing, which could be the breakup of the media industrial complex, mm-hmm. and trying to add it into something and say, well, he's doing this. When you attack the media, you fuck the country. Not sometimes, historically, every single time. If he was trying to break up the media industrial complex, I'd support it. But he's not. He's attacking the press. And the minute you do that, you end up with Germany, you end up with Russia, you end up with a country that you can't say things. I'm not saying you have to agree with the media. I support Fox's right to say things. I don't agree with a goddamn thing that comes out on it. But they have the right to put their opinions out. They have right to spin it however they want and sell whatever they want to do. It's media. They also uh, put themselves out there as opinion journalism, just like MSNBC which I'm fine with MSNBC and Fox. Fox, because they're first, they're uh, rather forth, forthright about which side of the aisle that they're on. CNN, who tries to be real news, or ABC, NBC, uh, NBC. See, those ones, I, they're not. They're I supposed don't, to, I don't to give, be, they said they're neutral, but they are not. I don't give a shit. Fox says it's fair and balanced. You're comparing apples and oranges. I'm Fox saying, said it was fair and balanced because there was no other right-leaning network uh, when I, it came I don't into give play. A, Paul, actually listen to what I'm saying. Because what, what I'm hearing from you is I'm saying no leader in the entire world has the right to go after press whether they like it or not. Whether they feel they're telling the truth or not, nobody has a right to go after the press that will fuck the world. I don't care if the press is good or bad. I don't care if they say he's diddling a donkey in the backyard. They are pretty bad right now. Let him be Uh, bad. I could give a shit. The minute you take away the press's right to report, the minute you throw them out of the White House, the minute you do that. He's only thrown one guy out of the White House and he came right back. Actually, he he closed the entire media pool in the very beginning. But what he's doing is poisoning people against media. And by doing what he's doing, when there is real media or a real problem, you've completely poisoned the pool. I'm not saying that people are reporting it right or wrong. I don't care if they are. That's not my problem. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the minute you say, I mean, imagine somebody, um, what's his face, had gone back. Do you remember the whole trusted, uh, Walter Cronkite, most trusted man in America, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's say Nixon had turned around and been like, fuck Walter Cronkite. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Every Nixon supporter would have come down on Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. That's bad. Now, let's say he said, fuck ABC. That's worse. Let's say he said, all news are liars, because he also goes after Fox. Let's say he said, all news are liars, simply based on whenever they disagreed with him, whenever, whatever. 
because he's gone after Fox for saying he did the wrong thing. He goes after whoever says he did the wrong thing. The minute you have somebody in a position of power trying to destroy the checks and balances and media is part of that, whether people like it or not, it's a disaster. And the trust that people need to have in the media and the people, the trust that people need to have in journalism needs to be there. I'm not saying journalism doesn't need an overhaul. I'm saying I don't give a shit who's in power. Yeah, it's, it's gone. And, uh, and, I, he, and the biggest, you have to be selling something. Yeah, that's that's just how the, the and of course the twenty four hour news cycle is starving for for content. It that again, but that's not my. When you look at step back for a sec, let's let's try this just from a from a media perspective, right? right. Pretend, pret- let's pretend, Fizgig the cat is the president of the United States. All right, and Fizgig the cat has people that love him, has people that hate him. And he attacks the people that hate him. And when the people that love him disagree, he attacks them. So he undermines all media. So now anytime a person doesn't want to believe something like wearing masks, when all news outlets are saying you have to, even the, even Fox is saying you have to, the media has been so undermined that when there's a serious emergency, people can easily go fake news. The problem with undermining is what it takes away. I agree there needs to be truth in journalism. Journalism yeah. needs to have integrity. I haven't seen a lot since. It doesn't well, it was, matter. I really wasn't paying attention in 2000. And but it doesn't, yeah. it, do, it doesn't matter. What could have happened and what should have happened is there should have been things put in place. Um, and there should have been an overhaul of the media outlets. But now by undermining things, even if you overhaul the media outlets, media has permanently been damaged. And no leader ever has the right to do that. Because that's how you end up with Russia. Right. And so what in legislation has he, what attack has he sent towards the media other than just him, Trump being Trump? He it's not about Trump being Trump. And you're minimizing well, by saying. It's on him. He's uh, still out inside the press briefing. You're uh, saying, hold on, hold on. You're telling me the most powerful man in the world, speaking from mm-hmm. a pulpit and calling the media all bullshit, mm-hmm. is not damage. The two things that America does right globally are peaceful transfers of set you free, and that's the thing. That's bullshit. He's, he's actually the two thi- bullshit. The two things that America does right globally that the world loves America for are peaceful transfer of power and open media, and those two things. Those two things are what matter. Even when you don't agree with who wins, the person that lost always says congratulations and backs off. When you don't agree with the media, even when they're assholes, they have the right to say what they say. When you undermine free speech from the most powerful pulpit in the world, you undermine the entire country and its safety. They have the right to say what they say, but uh, when they say something that's patently untrue and use weasel words to get out of being libelly sued... You are speaking about one group. I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about Fox. I'm talking about MSNBC. I'm talking about that small newspaper in your area. I'm not talking. You're focusing on one major group that I agree was an asshole. I'm saying Uh, because he's mad at one major group, he's undermined all media, and that should never have happened. I only know of like five other, you know, on the Fox News. I know that OAN network. I've never watched it. Uh, Oh, yeah. 
Well, hey, uh, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we'll argue some more. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolland, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Sana Helene, and we're with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, who I very rudely interrupted to go to break. So, Paul, you want to finish what you're saying? Uh, yeah, basically, I don't think these attacks, if he was actually attacking them through legislation, uh, because I watched eight, uh, I got really awoken to how bad the press was in, I would say, around 2007, 2008, and I know it's going to, this is going to think, it was around the Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a documentary out called Media Malpractice and the lies and the things they made up about her and just went with it because uh, they couldn't attack John McCain. You know, they just did it to her. And anything that Obama, any of his problematic past, that just got swept under the rug, like the Reverend Reverend Wright, uh, the uh, where his uh, campaign started and the they just didn't, didn't go into it at all. Uh, see, but your argument is about what the four. press is choosing to say. Mm-hmm. I don't give a flaming turd on a plate what they choose to say. It goes down. There, there's the there's the old adage. Um, I may not agree with you, but I'll defend to my death. I, I may agree. Right. May not agree with you what you have to say, but I'll defend to my mm-hmm. death your right to say it. I absolutely do not agree with what most media says. I have a serious problem from the highest pulpit in the land. Uh-huh. somebody undermining the media. If he wanted to take on individual problems and say, this was bullshit, they said this and it was total bullshit, I support that because he's arguing with a media, with an article. But when you undermine media as a whole, 
you take away the credibility of the of all media and you cut the safety of your country. If right. people had That's someone like CNN, your fake news, he's telling CNN they're fake d- news. But no, but he's not. What he's doing is saying, don't listen to this one media group. Not, this is what they said that was completely and patently untrue. So instead of saying, I disagree with this, or this is an opinion, or this is specifically here is the problem, he's like, yelling Jim fake Acosta, news. I don't think has really said anything uh, honest about Trump, and I think that the but press is you're a making, lot damage to this country than Trump. Let's try this. You're making it political and about Trump. I don't give a flaming fuck who's in that pulpit. You don't attack the press. The press can be uh, assholes. Right. The press and can be... Was, and they were the, way more Rose, unfair. If it was Rosie O'Donnell or Barack Obama up there and the press was doing this, doing what the press is now doing to Trump, I would be on the side of Obama and Rosie O'Donnell. They I can guess, absolutely go right back, right at him. That's fine. And I'd, and I'd be on this thing. side. I, I'd be on this side saying, attack the article or the specific journalist, if you have a problem, do not attack media as a whole. Because when that has directly anything. led to people not wearing the fucking masks, and when I've talked to people online, a lot of listeners on this show, mm-hmm. um, especially conservatives, because they'll tune in to listen to you specifically, they'll turn around and say, it's fake news, I don't have to wear one. And if I hear one more fucking person say fake news, yeah. I'm well, going to lose my shit. But you truly don't know. Even Dr. Fauci has said that we don't even know about the, the mask. Now, now, I... If anybody, if my, if there are any weight in my words, people wear a flipping mask. But now you're asking people to cherry pick. You're saying, listen to this, but not this. I'm saying don't attack the fucking media and say fake news. Attack a specific article, argue with what was said about you. Fine. Mm -hmm. Don't attack the media as a whole, because what's going to happen is one day we are going to have someone attack this country. We are going to have a fucking pandemic. And everyone is going to have mixed messages because nobody's listening on, yes. on the same nope. page. Uh, we're here. We're there. And, that's, and that is because of attacking the fucking press. And that's huge. The minute uh, you attack, uh, I, I'm, I'm you telling you. Okay, here's one. really don't know everything about this virus. And that's the biggest thing right now. But we can know, we can take precautions. One of the best things I heard um, was from my uncle. He worked in psychological operations for the Australian <laughs> Navy. And he said if he was going to destroy a country, he'd yell fake news. And he said that is the best way to undermine any country. And the and this is, and I'll tell you more about him when we're not on X. I don't even know if I should be repeating this. Um, but he, I didn't care that much about it until I had a conversation with him. And his response to me was, if you care about that country, you will stop. And I was like, what, what makes you say that? And he said, it doesn't matter if you agree. It doesn't matter if you disagree. When I have to disrupt a country, which is something he's done. Again, I don't know if I should be repeating this. But when he's gone into foreign countries and he's done the things he's done, the first thing he does is undermine the press. And he said it is shocking to him to see it coming from the highest pulpit in the land. He's the one that used the term pulpit. And he said, you don't have to like what they say. Argue individually. Don't undermine media. Because what you have happened then is people will take sides on things they shouldn't as to whether they do or don't believe the media rather than taking sides on an article, where if you attack an article, you can debate the article. If you attack the institution, you have no way of getting real knowledge, real help out there. 
because people and will I've, hear it and disregard. And I've seen that, and I, I'm of the opinion myself that places like CNN and the Washington Post are, are fake news. I So what? There is nothing but good coming out on. of those people. They tell you they're to, doing that's, more harm to the country. On. Hold up. Trump has. So you're mm-hmm. saying nothing, but I'm not talking about Trump. I'm saying you're saying nothing good has ever come out of CNN or Washington Post. They did not say that, but they have swung but so hang on. far. But you're direction. politicizing. I'm not talking about politics. This is the problem. By Trump attacking them the way he has, it has politicized it. You can't say everything from Washington Post is bad. I think most of their political stuff is garbage. But the tips mm-hmm. they give you on to wear a mask and how to sanitize is good. But by attacking and attacking an entire institution, you'd undermine the institution. I do not disagree that their political stuff is horseshit. And would- somebody would turn around and say, Fox needs to back off the politics, CNN needs to back off the politics, and so does the Washington Post. But hey, let's, but you know, specifically, I have no problem with that. But you're a smart man. I know you're not going to turn around and say, Ignore what the people on CNN told you about wearing masks. You're not that guy. So that's well, where I draw that the line. Everybody needs to go to at least a couple of different news sources before they actually, you know, have a confirmed opinion on something. I agree. Uh, we're but hearing you- from the Trump administration just straight out of Fauci's mouth. We've heard uh, wear the mask. We've also heard don't wear the mask. And that's and the problem. When it comes I think it's got to be up to everybody's individuality. You know, you people wear the mask. Yeah. I think, well, I, I like Newsom. He said we all have to wear a mask. And I don't like anything about Newsom, but I like that. It comes down, and that's where I get caught, Paul, is I don't like blanket statements. I think they're dangerous when it comes to press. I'd never say all of CNN's crap. I'd never say all of Fox's crap. I'd say I think some of the hosts are morons. I, mean, well, I think some of the information they give is crap, and I think they're too partisan. But if really, they're disseminating but, news about a kidnapped CNN tries child, to say that they're not partisan. CNN tries to say that. I don't care. I, I know that sounds terrible. I don't care what they say about themselves. I care that when there's a ch- missing child, people mm-hmm. listen. I care that when they say there's a we need masks, people listen. When there's mm-hmm. an emergency saying America's being attacked, people now will turn around on the left and go, "Fox just said America's being attacked. Clearly, they're lying." People on the right will see it on CNN, go, CNN said America's being attacked, they're lying. We Mm -hmm. cannot undermine media or the important parts, not the politics, because that's not the important shit. The important shit is what we lose. So no leader can ever be anywhere critical towards Fox News. Uh, Hang on. I didn't say they couldn't be critical. I said... Because I'm being very very critical of CNN, who has lied enough for me to completely distrust. I I haven't watched every single bit of the news that they came out today. So, yeah, it's a, cl- a broken clock right twice. And, and that, but that's the thing. It's you saying that everything they have to say is wrong isn't fair. Saying I don't agree with the way they present politics is fair. But if you, but you wouldn't turn around and say ignore wear a mask because CNN said it. Well, no, then the hard to say that uh, what CNN is telling people to wear a mask, it's not because... Somebody in the uh, Trump administration said not to. But you aren't currently, the way you're saying it, you are politicizing it. Take politics, politics out of it. it it's, that's it not can't. true. It's only politics if you allow it to be. Pretend for a minute, and maybe it's easier because I'm a foreigner and I'm less involved, 
but pretend mm-hmm. for a minute that you're not listening to the politics. Let's pretend there is a cult in Arizona that has kidnapped a little girl. And they are trying to tell people that they've gone on a spree across across the country. This group's broken up. This is what's happening. You need to be on the lookout. If you are watching this, let's say you are an avid, uh, you're an avid Democrat and you walk in somewhere and you see this and it's playing on Fox News, you will disregard it. Yes. And and vice versa. And 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 vice versa, if you are um, a, a Republican listening and it's on playing on CNN. Right. When but the twin, ta- imagine that happened when nine eleven happened. At that point, we already had this problem. It, it mm-hmm. existed then, but because we trusted the networks to a degree, nobody cared what station they were watching. They got their news without it becoming political. And what's happened, because Mm -hmm. we've divided and we've got the highest pulpit in the land saying, don't listen to the news, the next time we have an attack like September 11th, and, you know, I I remember when that happened. It was terrifying. The next time we have something like that happen, people are not going to sit down and trust that this event's going on when they need to. They're not going to run. I remember that morning. I didn't. I couldn't believe what my eyes were, so I flipped through a few stations. Yes, but if you're... And if you're only getting your information from CNN and Trump is attacking CNN, I think that's more on you than it is either on Trump or CNN. It's not about... But Trump's not attacking CNN. He's attacking news in general. He calls Fox fake news more than once. When you can openly, from the biggest pulpit in the land, undermine media, all media, you're destroying freedom of speech. I don't have to like I, what people say, but Trump when, is supposed to be the leader of this country. Right. And I, I yeah. would flip out if any leader, anyone, took away and undermined the media's right to talk. Bush was lampooned. I mean, horribly, we got into a war. People mm. hated him. Ooh. He had shoes thrown at him. He was not a loved president. Much worse approval ratings than Trump. He was hor- He was awful. Yes, yes, he was. And he was respectful to the media. All I'm saying is the small amount, what I'd like to see is just a little, I, I'd like to see Trump just shut the fuck up on the fake news. I don't well, want to see the media undermined. I, if he has I a problem. I don't remember a time because he said that's, I've heard him say that's fake news in something that uh, was very specific. He talks uh, about the dishonest media. Like it, it really comes down to don't attack the media as a whole. Argue the article. Argue specifics. Don't undermine the institution. It is hard to think. There's like now we're down to I think like uh, six media conglomerations roughly own about ninety percent of our media. Yes, but I'm even still, still swimming in the ten percent as much as I can. It's hard. You know, I I do watch. Uh, I tend to watch at least a couple things from CNN every day. Uh, it's tough because they are twisting things. They they are really the one that does cost. But I you're going is- over your personal feelings. I'm I'm simply asking if you think the right on the floor. If you think what? undermining the media is not going to have a negative consequence long term. No, not in the way he's doing it. I I gotta they, disagree. I, I don't think any. They've done that to themselves. I gotta disagree. 
I would be furious with anyone undermining media this way. So I think it's just a difference of opinion. Um, write in and tell us what you guys think. Maybe you'll have a better opinion than me or Paul, or you'll just, you know, tell us we're both idiots. Or agree with us. I don't care. Um, you want to come up with something less depressing to do our giveaways <laughs> on? <laughs> it's like we've, we've, yeah. But no, I get where you're coming from. I think I just don't have the emotional investment, so I'm not angry that way. I'm more worried about the overall versus having yeah, any personal and feelings. And I think it's if the media is ever going to uh, fix itself, it needs to be attacked. And it has Obama didn't attack it for eight years. Bush didn't attack it for eight years. And Bill back during the Clinton administration, which there was a lot of media against Bill Clinton at the time, but his 96 FCC Reform Act mm -hmm. allowed uh, basically conglomerations to happen. That should never have happened, by the way. That should yeah. never have happened. I'm, like I said, for me, it's just about you cannot, you don't interfere with free speech, period. And yeah, I think he you, hasn't shut down or taken away CNN's license. He still lets them go, but isn't you know. enough. That's not enough. When you are, when you have the biggest voice in the world, you don't attack media. It's just, it's how I feel about it, because it's too right. reminiscent of the dictators and the horrors of the past, and that to me. And I'm not comparing, so but you, don't you guys write in, you... I'm not comparing him to fucking Hitler here. Because I know every time I say something like that, people are like, you're right, he's Hitler. That's not what I'm saying. We no. don't have Jewish concentration camps. What I'm saying is when you have those strongman behaviors, even if he's not doing anything about it, them coming out of his mouth, I have a problem with. That's, well, you, and that's a personal opinion. When was the last time you agreed with something that came out of his mouth? Me? Uh, three days ago? TikTok. Oh, what did I you agreed say? with him when he put a mask on. Uh, when he was talking about TikTok uh, mining data, I agreed with him when he put a mask on. I don't disagree with some of the things his administration does. I think the handling of the virus is disgusting. Um, I, I didn't agree don't with know any how of else that. He would have done it. Oh, I the same way anyone else in the world did. Just America handled it worse than anyone. Um, but I, I will say. It could have absolutely, the virus could have been handled better. Just look anywhere else in the world. But there are Except things he does I Italy. agree with. Yeah, I, I wouldn't look to Italy. They, they're the, I think they're the people that handle it the worst. America's death toll is so far above. i got to disagree. America is now, even per capita, with the population breakdown, I, America has had the worst response and the highest infection rate in the world, bar none. And that's what's so horrifying. Um, and I think America could have done better. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Absolutely. America could have done better. But things like uh, Trump could have stopped listening to Dr. Fauci in his latest middle of February when Fauci was saying that the U.S. doesn't need to worry about this. That's not why what I think uh, good or bad. That's got nothing to do with what I'm saying. I'm saying that... Every other country had a massive pandemic response team and Trump, when he first went in, pulled his apart. And I understand why he did. He was trying to minimize government. Mm -hmm. Had we yeah, not had a massive pandemic. It's just, it's just in, another, it's in another department. Not quite. It, the, uh, the, prof, the big one was disbanded and shouldn't have been. Um, the, the biggest things, the biggest mistakes I, I genuinely think um, is him trying to save the economy over saving lives. I think well, you have to I'll, make a choice. Fauci would have been in charge of that thing that he 
moved into the health, into basically I, just a check. Hang on, health. hang on. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't care who's in charge. The buck stops with Trump. The same yeah. as... And that, and Ideologically can, speaking, he doesn't feel that way. It Does, doesn't... It doesn't, doesn't matter. It, stops it, at, it should stop with the mayors. It should stop with the governors. It should stop with their representation. And he should only look over things that are that every state has to deal with on a federal level. I'm going to, I'm going to harken back to, um, when you look at, uh, Kennedy or any of them, then, you know, the buck stops here in the mm -hmm. end, Trump is the one that's going to be remembered for it. And I oh. think he could have been, I, I may not have agreed with his policies, but had he handled this better, he could have been a great president had he saved lives. And if he would have handled the country the way he would have handled a business, which would have been to protect it, I think he would have done better. Trump oh. has not got the hang of listening to his advisors uh, that's fair. and but, ignoring uh, his advisors. It, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more, more nuanced than that, because that, in his books he talks about, you know, put the right people in charge so you don't have to worry about it at all. I, oh. And I'm not disagreeing, but I don't yeah. care. If, if Obama was in and this happened, I'd blame Obama. In the end, it, the person in charge of the company, I'm in charge right. of a film, the film tanks, it's on me. It's, it, it comes down to that. He chose that role. He chose to be the be-all and end-all. That's on him. Well, that's not exactly how the Office of the Presidency works, but you can either run it that way, you can you choose uh, run it that way, and you can also choose not to run it that way. And he's been right. running it that way. That's and my problem. He would have. And if Obama was in there, he probably would listen to what Fauci said. And the problem is we don't really know what this is. And, and had and he listened to Trump Fauci, things would have been worse. And Trump I would have been a probably... Fascist, he would have shut down all the riots, all the, uh, I'm sorry, not riots, all the protesting. Again, Which we like, can't do. Nor, nor would I, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't want to stand in anybody's way to rightfully, peacefully protest. The, the short version is, I think it could have been handled better and saved lives. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about Fauci. I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't give a shit about Trump. I care about the right. people that are dying. And I just want to see people do better. And it starts, well, Fauci would be the main person that is more in charge of this now that Fauci is kind of being pushed out. Uh, and I believe they, uh, the, the numbers no longer go to the CDC. They go to another version of the health department. I think the CDC uh, asked. No, it goes directly to the White House. And no, they didn't. There's a whole thing. I'll send you an article on it. I have a friend that works over there, and they were furious. Um, we actually have to go to break. When we come mm -hmm. back, we are going to be on with our very, very special guest. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolland, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, arguing yeah. about politics on a Hollywood show because, you know, that's what we do in Hollywood. It's all about politics now, if you didn't get the memo. Um, but we are on with our very, very special guest today. Jared Fiorda. Jared is an MMA, a professional MMA fighter. He is the owner of and creator of the non-profit Free MMA, which every time we use bad language, we give money to them. Yeah, we give them bad. We give them uh, money every time we use bad language. So I'm sure he'll swear up a storm. And he is also an influencer on TikTok, which is what we're going to talk to him about today with TikTok possible stoppage and all the drama there. So welcome to the show, Jared. Hello, it's fucking great to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I knew it. He's trying to get more money, Paul. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> so we got onto politics. Maybe you can be a palate cleanser for everyone that's writing in on Twitter. Uh, sure, yeah. I'm happy to talk about anything about politics because I don't know a whole lot about that stuff. You guys help me with that. Well, God help you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just just playing with you. you. Want to talk about politics? Talk about politics. You want to talk about TikTok? I'll probably do a little better there, but I'll still participate. Well, we've had you on before when we've talked about BDSM because you are a weird kind of kinky guy, and we've had you on when right. we were talking about media and marketing because you have um, a pretty cool gig with this nonprofit. So, can you tell everyone a little bit about it? Right, so the nonprofit is called Free MMA, and the whole point of it was to basically allow people to come and train in the martial arts world at no cost. You know, when I grew up and I had a lot of friends who trained with me who couldn't afford it, they had to drop out, and their lives went very differently than mine did. I mean, martial arts gave me a career and now gave me a platform that I can use to reach out to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, and all around has made my life better. And that was the point of the gym, is that anyone who's struggling either with their finances or maybe aren't able to make the time effective for themselves, they can come in and train at the gym no cost when they're available to and get the benefits that I was able to have myself. Now, you got big on TikTok. I mean, I'm larger. <laughs> I'm a little modest here. I'll be, I'll be humble here. I got larger. Okay, so you are now like the, uh, the MMA guy for TikTok. What kind of videos did you do? How'd you get big? So how I got big was following a little, a little rhythm, a little algorithm of things to do. And it wasn't like by tracking 
at least on my end, I didn't spend hours tracking numbers. I didn't, you know, watch the For You page for days on end trying to figure out what people want to watch. What I did was I simply made it informative. So what I did had something that people can gain from. I made it simple to do and broke it down so people can easily watch and mimic my training systems. And I made it entertaining. I made it funny, either with a smile, with a joke. I did something to make people laugh or feel better as they're doing the workout or following the lesson. Now, why do you think people watch you? I think people watch me. If I had to say for myself, it's because I have really great content. I have amazing, I have wonderful ideas and people like to learn from me. I don't know what actually makes people draw come to me, but when they talk on my comment section, when they write me messages, it usually falls around the same pattern, which is I've never trained before. I've never worked out. I don't know what to eat, how to eat right. I don't know how to act in a cage. I don't know what it's like to be in a ring. It's mainly questions you'd ask your coach when you go to an MMA gym. Hence, I've taken over parents being the TikTok coach for mixed martial arts. Now, what I found interesting, you told me when we were discussing this, you've had your own students just randomly bump into you on TikTok. Yeah, in fact, the um, you know earlier on this year, the first video that actually really blew up and did well, I had one of, one of my students wrote in the comments, and it was something along the lines of, when your real-life MMA coach pops up on your For You page. You know, so that was something that was kind of funny to interact with and kind of say hi to him on that. Now, what videos of yours got popular? I, I have a few. I have uh, several in the millions. One of them... Uh, particularly I'm proud of is tipping over 3 million views right now. Uh, and what made them popular was the music I chose for them, particularly the music that I placed, what was trending at the time or what had a lot of uses going on, how many people have been playing that soundtrack over their own content. Um, I think time of day, I think timing consistently when, when and how often you post really affects whether you get a video that gets popular or blows up real quick. And probably because, again, it relates back to that little system of funny, entertaining, and easy to do. It was just all around, all those videos that really did well, uh, really appealed to the people because they wanted, they're at home, they're not doing anything else, they want to exercise, they want to feel better about themselves. And having an opportunity to learn something that usually could cost, you know, hundreds of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a year, that's for a lot of people not possible, uh, is overwhelming. I get caught. And you're now live-streaming your actual classes as well. Right, and I tell people that. I write that in the comments. I write that on my Instagram post. I tell people I'm live-streaming the full classes on the Facebook gym page. I give them all the information that is at free MMA gyms with an S on Facebook. We also have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. So you're welcome to go to those pl uh, platforms as well. However, we are live-streaming the classes on Facebook. And what do you live stream? Is it just you talking to people? No, we live stream actual classes from a magic floor. Sometimes we do it from inside my gym. Sometimes we do it on a makeshift home gym so people can feel a little more comfortable knowing that they can just work out at their own home on the carpet or on some kind of soft surface. If not, wear tennis shoes, of course. And we go through the same lessons. I interact the same way I would in the gym. Nothing is scripted. It's all as if you walked into an MMA gym that very evening to come and participate in the class. I like that. Now we have about four minutes to close because Paul and I went over time yapping and arguing. Yeah. And I swear we'll have you on again because now I have a bunch of questions. Tell everyone where to find you and then I'll ask a couple of questions. 
Well, okay, first, I liked hearing you guys talk. That was kind of fun. Um, as far as where to find me, every social media platform I have is at Bear Fiorda. And that would be my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, and my TikTok. So B A R F I O R D R. Wait, F I. Spell it. Spell it. Don't listen to me. So it's B at symbol, at symbol, B E A R, bear like a grizzly bear, Fiorda, F I O R D A. All right. Now, Mr. Fancy Pants, what advice would you have for anyone that wants to get big on TikTok? Keep a uh, kiss. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't make something <laughs> super elaborate. Don't make something that's out of this. Don't, don't make something that's going to take, you know, the average viewer to be a rocket scientist to get. Uh, sometimes people get really big off funny. They get really big off uh, informative. And they get really big off scientific. Scientific is another big thing. Do some kind of really cool experiment. Make something blow up. They want entertainment, especially right now when they're all stuck at home. There's not much they can do. You need to make sure they can be active so either they can join you in something or make sure they're entertained by what you're doing. And, I, again, I recommend following that system. Make it informative. Make it funny. Make it easy to do. Now, I, I am going to something up uh, that it, you need to actually consult all sorts of different local laws and getting the right permits to actually blow something up. I'm going to agree with Paul there. Don't actually blow anything up. We'll call that the show's disclaimer. Uh, I will say now, I'm going to say I've actually one of the um, – advises for Jared on his social media. But what I will say, because he didn't, and this is important, don't change up your content. If you're good at something, people come back like you're a television show wanting to see that. Doesn't mean do the same thing all the time. But if you are really good at science, don't turn into an opera singer. People will unsubscribe. Make a new channel for Yeah, that. no, that's a... That's a really great point. I hadn't even thought about that. Keep Stay consistent, even with all my stuff. I have some funnies in there, but it's not overwhelming, and they always relate back to martial arts. Okay, I have somebody on here asking, why do you not do a BDSM TikTok? Uh, quite frankly, because it's not my... Not, not, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bunch of time actually answering that question, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not only not my profession, so a professional who does that, which, by the way, there are those on TikTok, will be able to answer your questions a lot more effectively than I can. I do it for fun. And so uh, I know only about the rules that I, that I need to know about for what I'm doing. I follow what I need to as far as being safe with the activities I have. But if you bring up something that I've never heard of before, I'm, I'm not the guy for you. Whereas if you come and ask me, oh, how do you do this? Super cool, jump, spin, turn, knee to the face. I can help you out. I can't help you out if you're asking me about something I don't know. Uh, and so the BDSM world, left, better left to the, to the pros, and you can come ask this pro about fighting. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Jared, thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, Paul, when will your militant moderate stuff be out, do you think? Short, shortly. Probably okay. uh, the next day or two. Awesome. So we're going to put up links to Jared. We're going to put up the militant moderate stuff whenever it comes out because you all have been bugging me about that. And next week, Paul and I will probably argue less because we'll talk about less politics. Um, <laughs> I'm, I swear, at some point I, we will. I want to hear about Paul's militant moderate. I want to hear, uh, hear I that. I know. It's really good. I'll send you a link. I'm Summer okay. Helene. Okay. Huh? We're on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very special guest, uh, MMA fighter Jared Fiorda, thank you very much for joining us. I swear we'll have Jared on again because uh, I didn't answer any questions and neither did he. We'll see you guys next week. Good night. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.